0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the animation industry podcast. My name is Terry as always and I would like to switch up this intro a little bit. So instead of me always sharing a fun fact about myself or a project that I'm working on, if you're listening to this right now, shoot me a message by email or on a YouTube comment or in an Instagram DM, a fun fact about you or your career or project you're working on, and I'll include it in the intro next week. So if you're listening to this, uh, send me a fun fact about yourself and I'll share it in the intro next in next week's episode. Um, so I hope, I hope this ends up being fun. <laughs> And if I get a lot, I'll just keep putting them in. And if I only get one, then that person is going to get a whole bunch of attention, I guess. Anyways, also, if you're listening to this podcast and you'd like to support it, you can check out my Patreon. The link is in the bio. This chat is a little different than normal and that's because it's with Adam Fuchs and while he's been an animation director at Warner Brothers for the past decade and worked on projects like The Shivering Truth, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, and Aqua Teen Hunger Force, we're instead chatting about how he got into making indie music videos which led to developing an app for creating super fast and easy 12-frame animation loops called px12 so in our chat he's going to share where he got his idea how he teamed up with a genius coder and how they developed the app together over the last year so if you're thinking of making an animation app you definitely want to listen to this episode so without further ado let's jump in hello adam how are you doing hey terry i'm good man thanks for thanks for having me yeah, I'm excited to chat, but I want to grill you first because um, you mentioned something to me just a few minutes ago that I didn't know about, but you studied under Richard Williams. Is that true?
1: Yeah, I I had an opportunity to take his um, his uh, workshop class that he would do okay. when he was live. He would do it like around the world, maybe two or three times from my understanding when he was doing it. And in 2001, he did it in Denmark. And the studio that I was working with were like, come on, you're gonna come with us and we're gonna go to Denmark and take this course with Richard Williams. And um, we did, it was amazing. It was uh, the introduction to um, me understanding or me me making um, sense of animation and a lot better than I had previously. And maybe realizing that maybe I could do this for a living it gave wait, me a little wait, bit
0: of. You were, you were at a studio already
1: i was at a studio as an on, animator yeah i got in so we were doing there's a lot okay so there were one a couple of studios commercial houses around town cartoon network had started here and they were doing a lot of promos and ids and Let's i was here are you talking about atlanta are you talking about Atlanta? atlanta? yeah sorry Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. And I was in school for graphic design and I had some friends, really just one friend that was doing it. And he kind of mentored me into telling me about animation and I was fascinated with it. And I started going around asking for inking tests. And that was really how I got my foot in the door to one of the studios was doing inking tests. What's an inking test. So they would take, um, they would take the raw and pencil animation and just ink over it with pen, make a clean line. So you would scan that drawing in, and then use that as a clean line to color.
0: Right. So that you were like, you're like a-, a cleanup artist, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, in a way, yeah. Because it's like you know, I guess with the other bigger movie studios, they were doing pencil cleanups, but with the Cartoon Network shows that were really big, the Powerpuff, the Dexter, Courage, and in those shows, they were all like thick black lines. So it just made sense to go buy a bunch of Micron pens and wear them out and ink these perfectly clean lines. So I got really lucky and just kept doing these tests around town and eventually a studio, like there's not many people that were doing that. So there was comic artists doing cleanups as well. Um, So that got my foot in the door. And from there, I was kind of occasionally, I would get a job where it was like, here, do this tween here and there. And I would kind of work with the director on that level. And then that was that ran its course, I think, probably six to eight months, I was doing that freelancing and just kind of getting work where I could in that in that world, because I was working other jobs as well, just to survive. And um, from there, I kind of landed with a studio that were these um, (laughs) these like just cool, creative guys that were skaters and music heads. And um, and I met a bunch of my lifelong friends there. And they went to Richard Williams. That was sort of like, you're going to come. You're perfect for this. You got to know who this guy is. And I they all talked about him at the studio. And I kind of knew known who he was just from there. But I didn't, you know, growing up, I wasn't a big Disney buff or like, I didn't really know many of the like popular animes the Frank and Ali and all that kind of stuff. That was way I was really learning on the job. And, um, you know, my upbringing was like Saturday morning cartoons. That was my education in animation.
0: So you were uh, a cleanup artist for. Eight months, you found this new studio that was just some really chill dudes uh that you vibed with. And they were like, Adam, we know you can ink, but we want to take you to the next level. We're gonna we're gonna fly you to Denmark and study under one of the greatest animators of our time. And we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, I the only thing is I flew myself. They didn't <laughs> I was oh. one of their freelance artists. I think they paid for all the full-time people to go. So they were just like you should go to this thing and pay for yourself but i'm like super grateful that those guys did that um because it really did change the course for everything for me it was even though the course itself was a week long it was it was like literally going to like a animation school uh for four years and wrapped up in one week it felt like it felt just intense like and it gave me confidence that you can totally do this. Like, so he takes,
0: I'm assuming he took you from like the bouncing ball to the walk cycle to lectures to full character animation by the end.
1: Yeah. He basically did his book before his book was out. Ah. So like the, I don't even think, yeah, because the book had come out way later and then he did the DVD set of his book. Yeah. And it was pretty much that it was so I've
0: every- I've watched those lectures and it was just kind of that.
1: Yes. Wow.
0: But how do you OK, so as somebody who doesn't, you know, have traditional animation uh, education like, you know, CalArts or Sheridan at the time, which other people were getting, you take a week long course. Uh, how do you translate what you learned from that into like actually, you know, um, practice? Because it takes more than a week to, you know, even get a ball bounce right. (laughs) And timing wise, figuring out the motion and everything. Uh, But you're saying it was just, you know, he waved a magic wand and bam, here you are 20, 20 years later.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was definitely like doing the work, you know, came back really inspired to kind of just keep, keep working at it. Um, You know, I came in from, you know, a place where you're working with insanely talented draftsmen that, you know they're just born with a pencil in their hand that can draw anything they want and um i guess i just didn't have that confidence in me early on um and i was intimidated you know i was working around these incredibly talented people and um when i came back i was really inspired because it you know it you know my mindset was like just absorb everything you can and keep keep trying keep making things and hopefully you'll just get, you know, get better and learn from them and, uh, and whatnot. Wow.
0: So now that you've had a full career in, in animation, do you wish you had gone to animation school or, you know, how you did it, which was learning on the job kind of, is that how you would have preferred looking back?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I would have changed a thing oh. um, because it, it really is like me as a whole, like very do-it-yourself self-taught mentality Mm. I think you know my childhood growing up a skater and into like punk rock and metal music and stuff like that just it really just was going out there and just making something and and learning on your own and I think if I did it any other way it would have I just I'm not sure I would have fallen in love with animation maybe I don't know Mm. I you know I um when I was in school for design it was you know I think it did kind of come full circle for me because I, you know, I went through the doing my animation stuff with being doing promos and pilots and shows and stuff. And um, eventually kind of still kind of going back to design, really loving the way you can make things look in animation and less about um, obsessing over movements and, and your traditional animation brain, you know, I wanted to kind of really mess things up or do things a different way.
0: Interesting. So like, maybe give me some highlights of your career since in, in animation specifically from that instigating moment. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think kind of piggybacking off that last thing, just being sort of figuring out things my own way that, that got me into making loving music got me into making more music videos and doing that for many years um so i've worked with tons of fun and good artists um like uh post malone uh worked with (laughs) zane from one direction i've worked with um uh ghost uh let's see i've worked with a bunch of indie indie artists as well throughout my career and that's just that kind of lumped me in to be able to do experimental animation yeah. with um, with music videos and then I've done a ton of other stuff for um Adult Swim, you know, I'm an animation director at Adult Swim, so I've worked on really amazing shows and 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 jobs there.
0: I have a friend actually right now who's trying to get more into music videos. How do you end up working with artists like Post Malone where, you know, the world is their oyster, they can go to anybody? How do they end up coming to Adam specifically? Do you have an agent? So, do you have, you know, just a huge repertoire of work
1: where you built up in the artist? That one was a unique scenario. That was like we at, at work. We did a music festival every year. We still do a music festival every year. And this one year to promote the festival, we had the opportunity to make a music video for him. Hmm. So they they were really looking to work with Adult Swim, and um, I see, I see. the the director and I because um, I just animated I did the animation direction on that one.
0: Gotcha. So it's it's more of a case of artists coming to Adult Swim saying we really love your work you got a lot of crazy stuff and then you being a director at Adult Swim saying Adult Swim saying Adam we trust you with this project.
1: Um, some cases yes, and some cases no because I do a lot of. Um, artwork on the side as well. Things that inspire me, keep me um, creatively um, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Interested I, I or motivated. Interested, or, yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, so sometimes I'll have artists like you know, Zane for instance, that was like one that was like, oh you know, you know you do animation, you like your animation and illustrations and they would hit me up privately from that. But it I really know. is just any, any way that it comes, I'm all for it, you know.
0: Cool, cool, cool. So yeah. uh, by day, you're an animation director. By night, you're an experimental music video co- <laughs> coder. Should we start talking about the so, lighting?
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. So I can't take any, any uh, credit for the coding. That's my partner. i was going to ask you about that. Cause like, you know, I have,
0: I have ideas of what I want to do with mobile games and stuff sorry maybe i should just preface this with saying you know adam you've you've launched an app for animators or animation called px12 um and i'm super curious to pick your brain about that so mm, you (laughs) i don't even know where to start so you have somebody that codes for you you have a partner that you work with yeah. And so how did you I, find this person? Like, how do you, sorry, I'm not just interrupting you. How do you find somebody, because this is this is essentially what I want to do. How do you find somebody that you trust enough to say, like, let's make an app that has no profit yet. It may take a year or two to build and, uh, you know, you're going to do all the coding and I'm going to do the direction and art. Like how do you find somebody that you can trust back and forth to
1: do it something was, like that? It was, it was hard. Um, I I won't lie, it was hard. I um I first reached out to um some friends that had uh that had known people that code or would be interested in working on a project like that. Yeah. Um and you know I would I found a, a couple people, but it always met with like it was more of a burden on them than like a true partnership you know right. like i didn't i didn't want to feel i didn't want them to feel like i was just going to them to hire them to make this product i wanted to feel like they were on board with me and their Probably. ideas mattered you know um so when i found john john is i i you know he's really more of a technologist Um, and a creative in my brain than just like a coder, even though that's like, he's a brilliant coder. Um, And he had already been making apps and every once in a while, like on the app store, I would just search like animation app and I would just deep dive into like MS Paint and they would just be random um, uh, taglines that I would try to queue up in the app store to see what would pull up if I just typed in um, 8 bit animation app or whatever. And his app, he had a couple apps at the time that were, um, one was an emailing app and another was just a really basic drawing app. And, um, uh, he's gonna kill me for forgetting the name of it. Um, did, uh, oh, he's gonna kill me. Anyways, it's all right. I'm blanking on the drawing. I'm sorry, John. <laughs> but he did this drawing app, right? And it was just weird enough that I was like, this is this is kind of interesting. There's things in it that related to the idea that I had. Hmm. So then from there, I just kind of found him online and watched all of his videos and thought, okay, he presents himself as a really cool guy, like an honest, genuine, cool person. And I just was like, one day I was like, hit him up. And he was in Mexico at the time. So it took him a couple of days to get back to me. And then he was like, yeah, I'd definitely be interested in this. And we met and he was like, how did you find me? (laughs) I think he was most shocked about that because not many people are probably searching the app store for like animation, Bizarro animation apps. Right. So I think that was a shock to him. But it took a while and we hit it off right away. It was like,
0: so what did you say to him? Like, Hey, I've stocked all your videos. I think you're a cool guy. (laughs) You you've done all the work already for these apps, but I have an idea that you're going to want to jump on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I did. I had done some sample test of like how I wanted the app to work. I kind of told them early on backing up before I found him, I had started at the pandemic. I'd started thinking about using an app to perform. That was like, uh, let's see if I can explain this. I, I was toying with apps that weren't meant to be really animation apps. They were just like drawing apps that you can do basic stuff with, but they had techniques in there where it was like, I'm sure you've seen some apps that are like live, you know, like when you draw, it's like a living line. And I was like, that's really cool. You could create really fun, quick animations to maybe play music if you were gonna go on to like, at the time we were all on COVID. So it was like, maybe you do a live stream on Instagram and you just have music playing or the record. And then the top screen can be you drawing to that record and create really fun stuff because doing it traditionally is really boring. It takes a long time. If you're going to time lapse it that's one thing but if you were doing it in real time it's it's kind of slow so that was the initial thought was like it'd be really cool if you could do this live so i started researching more apps and um found a lot of old like really an old technology the old apps a lot of the inspiration came from commodore 64 um which is pro- I don't know if you were I actually- had a
0: Commodore 64 was no my, way it was my first well it was my parents computer but it was the first computer I ever I ever toyed with I guess <laughs> you That's know awesome. saying that it actually and like seeing you know px12 it it actually reminded me a lot of uh, like kid pics kind of stuff that I used to play like in grade yeah. three or four where you're just like having fun by yourself and creating cool visuals and like pixelated movement
1: (laughs) yeah a lot of so kid pics came it was i was too old for that Uh, mine was mine was commodore 64 even before that it might have been like apple 2 or whatever right right you know and the the commodore 64 was like they made a ton of uh, art apps in there, 3d apps and one of their main like featured apps was deluxe paint And they did like eight or 12 versions of the app. And in that app, you could kind of create really busty animation, but you could also create like color cycles that were happening in real time, like really cool things that you wish you could record or capture in the app. Um, I don't know why they did it, but that over time, that technology kind of faded away and then we're making stuff like that. It was just real basic here's how you animate and here's your time frame and your layers and your keyframes and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm actually looking
0: up deluxe paint right now and it totally looks familiar to me. So
1: (laughs) yeah, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's amazing. Like what you can do. And it was all, it definitely was tricky to use, but, um, I was man, internet archive is your best friend. If you like this kind of stuff, it's like, I spent hours just um, because on internet archive, you can, they, what is they use, um, uh, what's the, the ROMs where they make ROMs for emulators. They use emulators for, so you can play those actual like ROMs on internet archive. Oh my so goodness. like kids yes. is on there and all that, which is awesome.
0: Oh, wow. I'm going to have to go
1: so check to, that. a like, way that. for me to like research this stuff and kind of test it without having a Commodore 64. Yeah. So you,
0: so you like grew up with. All these fun very easy to use kind of instant gratification animation apps and now after you've been in animation for a while and the pandemic hits and you're looking for something similar you you're not finding anything that currently exists like for today's kind of generation type of deal so then you contact john john yes. says yes and then <laughs> and then you make an app together <laughs>
1: yeah it basically starts off there you know the the fundamental of it was uh okay let's just let's just make something that you can record your stroke that was like the first thing like and he did it in like a night he's like that fast and that good and he sent it over and i was like oh my god like you've already created like what i thought would have been the hardest feature in the whole app and you know he and then from there it was like okay well let's we kept talking we talk weekly just to keep pushing it keep updating it and keep talking about future um things we're going to make for it and i think from there it was like a lot of testing on how the he's so much better at communicating this knowledge like the cpu can handle versus like right um you know the performance issue so there was a you know early on there was a lot of busty laggy stuff and he would figure out later on like ways to code that would save that gpu um information
0: totally do you mind if I ask uh maybe like a business related question because I'm curious of how you guys came to an agreement when you're essentially two different strangers and decide to yeah. make something together. And now you have an app that can be bought. Did you did you sign something up front saying like, you know, portions of revenue or are you are you paying him or et cetera? Like, did you have to sign all that fun stuff up front?
1: Yeah, not not necessarily up front. It was more of a handshake and then we started a business together. So mm. we're 50-50 partners in it. Um, Oh wow okay yeah that was really the solidifying deal was just start a business together and um and and that way it feels like you know we're in it together and it's a great it's a great relationship i'm i'm really lucky to find him because um you know i i really didn't want him to feel like um he was just executing my idea and his the way his brain works um, for instance, like the first big discovery that I would have never thought was he made a thing called a D-pad and it's under effects, it's above effects, and it's just a little square. And essentially what that does is it it records your stroke. So you can make a little stroke and it uses nodes. So when you actually draw, so if you recorded a circle in that little square and you draw, it's gonna, it's gonna make your animations do circles as sure. you're drawing. So you can create crazy patterns, and that was like his brain. And I was like, "This is crazy!" Like, and we were—I kept saying, "We're not losing that feature." And I think he was like, "Oh, maybe that could go away." I was like, "No, that's like <laughs> one of the coolest things, man!" Like, <clears throat> once people figure out how to use stuff like that, I think that will open their their yeah. mind. Trying one of the
0: things. things I noticed was how interesting some of the patterns you can create are and you know i think that's great i'm wondering okay so what like why did you decide to make this app after being an animation you know animation director by day uh doing crazy cool funky experimental music videos kind of on the side what what made you say i want to take on a new project and it's going to be this app
1: (laughs) man i don't know i i when i was when I first started using other software in ways to perform because I was kind of just noodling around on on Instagram live and doing like fun live animations to music it just got me inspired to like I've always wanted to make things that's kind of like I just like making things and I think I get bored with things really quickly and and that was so new to me and it was so foreign to think that Oh, maybe you should create an app. And it wasn't, it didn't like not knowing how to write an app. It didn't stop me from hunting it down. It, it took a long time and I would like take a break and then go searching again. But I think it was just this, like, I kept thinking, how cool would it be to make something that I enjoy using? Because I was using apps in ways that, that weren't meant to be used that way. And I think just because I got frustrated and I just kept um, wanting that for myself. So and at the end of the day, that's really what like John and I talk about is like, you know, as frustrating as things can be sometimes with like uh, learning an app, like like any anybody that downloads something, I, I think people want to learn stuff really easy. You know, they don't want to have spend the time to learn it. And even to me, it's a p x twelve is a simple app to use, but um, you might have to spend a little bit more time understanding it. I'm getting off a tangent here. Sorry, okay.
0: Um uh, you know I was just interested because you know it's your your journey to make this app is already quite long. You put in a lot of effort. You're working with somebody else. i was I was trying to get behind what is the what is the driving force that's pushing yeah. you to do this, even when you're working a full-time job and doing really cool things in animation
1: yeah it's really just because I love <laughs> I love uh I love the idea that it was like um it wasn't there and now it is and it's like a reality and it keeps it it motivates me to keep trying to improve on it you know totally, I totally um I I re- honestly to answer was I just wanted I wanted something for myself to use uh and it was like oh cool we got it it's done and um now it's like how do you make it even better than what you originally had or what are the new ideas that you never thought of. Um, so yeah, I was, forgot what I was saying about the, the app, but anyways, I'll, I'll come back to it.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about it, I guess. I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering, you know, we've talked a lot about this app. Can you just give an overview kind of a snapshot of of what it is for people who are wondering or interested and maybe want to use it? Like what
1: sales pitch this app right now, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, PX 12 is a, pixel-based animation sequencer. Uh, It's a sequencer because it's 12 frames like a music synthesizer or sequencer. It doesn't act like your traditional frames per second. Uh, When you speed it up or slow it down, it's always going to play 12 frames. Um, So don't think of it as like, I'm going to put it at 60 frames a second or 30 frames a second, because technically it's just playing those 12 frames even faster or slower, and it's just fitting them in that time frame. So it's a little different like that. Um, it is always running. So when you open the app, it's, you know, when you're using it, think of it as it's like an engine that's running, you can tell it to stop, but it's really just moving. Um, so you can create pretty wild, simple things. Patterns are like the easiest thing to create. It's probably what I use it the most for is abstract um, animations to, you know, just push it and see how cool you can make something really fast. Uh, I, when we originally, like really at its core, we wanted an app that could be kind of used as an additive for VJs, somebody that would plug it into their performance and have it on their iPad and use it for their mixer. But it became so much more than that. It became kind of like an educational tool um, because people that don't know how to animate can use it. And it saves all of your frames in your um, iCloud folder. So you can pull those frames out and do post-production on stuff. You can record the screen if you want. You know, a lot of times is I'll play music and, um, and just sync my animation to the music. And it allows you, I look at it as like an instrument because really on the iPad I'm using, I'm a lefty. So I'll use, I'll draw with my left hand and then I'll use my right hand to maneuver the color wheel and it's changing all in real time. So if I want the screen to rotate or zoom, it's all happening simultaneously. And that's the really unique part of PX-12 is it's all just real time. Uh, and once you wrap your head around that, it becomes like a really fun instrument to use.
0: Totally. Yeah. I like that. It, I like how you said it's kind of an engine because, because it's always running, it's already like looping through. You just put your pen down on the screen and already wherever you draw it just turns into this wild looping pattern thing. It's very, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, I don't know if you remember like the old days of like Winamp when there would be like, uh, uh, you'd turn on like the, the music, uh, screen thing for Winamp, and it would like yeah. play psychedelic yes. patterns to your music. That's kind yes. of what, like, this is, but you're like drawing the psychedelic patterns yourself. And the other yes. thing is, like, I don't think anybody needs to know how to animate. There's like no learning curve there. You could just start and it's like instantly playing for you. So, who, so who is, you know, who is, you mentioned, DJs, people, it's kind of like an instrument. Who is like the perfect person for this? Like, who are you hoping really gets stuff out of this? Cause, like, my immediate thought was like, Oh, you can use this for like music videos, for instance, or like crazy psychedelic backgrounds for a sequence of somebody on drugs, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think, I mean, I think anybody is, I know that's a vague answer, but ultimately I think the, the experimental type of person that um, likes to kind of play with um, software, you know, Mm. Um, because it's not, it's, it's a bizarro, it's a bizarro app, you know. It's it's not your traditional animation app that has the real basic stuff, your time frame, your keyframe, timeline keyframe brushes. It's like onion skin. You can make simple animation like that. We have, you know, you can um select the keyframe or the timeline or the sequence number and do frame by frame that way if you want. Um, but there's a bazillion other apps that do that. So oh, yeah, yeah. it really is like. Hopefully I, I want anybody to use it because I think they're, it's not really, I just love seeing people make stuff with it. Um, and most stuff I've seen are, are video heads, you know, oh, BJ okay. stuff that they, they can manipulate, um, and use it in their gear. I've seen, I've seen other traditional animators use, make stuff with it, which is really great. Uh, well, you say anybody, but like, I don't know your grandma, like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, Ultimately, like I say, like anybody with it, the mindset of like kid to yeah. adult, you know, um, right, it, right, not you know, I it I have friends that have bought the app for their kids, and that's really cool, and I think they like that because it's it's really fun just seeing like you draw on it record your stroke and stuff like that, yeah, um, and 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 that gives you know gives them excitement to keep playing with it um what else i you know could you see you go
0: to like an indie music concert and there's like the dj and then like the guy beside him with your app and like the pen and like you know drawing stuff to what's going on does that
1: make sense i mean that is a that's a goal right like that would be that's a goal i did have some breakthroughs recently where i I think the thing we were struggling with early on was how do you get the image out of the iPad to a projector, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's sure it's easy to like plug your HDMI cable into the projector, and th- that dongle goes into the iPad, right? But the tricky part was like, well, you still have the menu option, right? How do you get rid of the menu option where it's just your screen? and you'd have to go to a third party where it's a laptop using OBS or whatever. And um, the breakthrough was like, Oh, using actual VJ software that really adds a lot more complexity to your visual. And you can really do crazy stuff with that because you crop in and um, it's already kind of there and you can sync up your music to, the px12 um image or any additive stuff you bring into the vj software and i know that that kind of when you that gets out of like the tr- traditional animation person because most animators i know aren't aren't really dabbling in vj stuff right they're um, super introverts don't want to be seen or heard. Yeah they're not i mean there are some but it's it's not, you don't really see that that often you know and um uh so you know they're probably my guess is that your traditional animator that's opening up PX-12 um, probably would be frustrated with it because it's it's so different. It's not the traditional right. setup right. Like, like those other apps that are out there. Got you, got you. Yeah.
0: So what are you doing to kind of like, you know, get the word out about this, especially if you want to get into the VJ scene? Like, are you, you know, <laughs> you've got this app, <laughs> app store. Like, you yeah. know, how do you market something like this?
1: Yeah, I um I'm I'm I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm like trying to figure that out as I'm doing it. I think that was a big like um uh, a big shock when we finished the app I and mean, we worked on it for a solid year. Yeah and it came out in December of last year, and then it was like we I, I made the mistake of not putting out tutorials right away. And it hmm. came out or like and to and, and in my head it was like I've been on it for so long. It was like, and no, it's so easy to understand. You're like
0: Richard Williams. Like, how come you don't understand (laughs) animation? Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here. But no, no. Like I, um, I had like, to me, it was like, Oh, you have your screen, your timeline and the folders for things. It was like, so self-explanatory, but really it tripped people up. And I think a lot of it was simple things like the app running, like, like, like the engine is going so when they would draw they would think like why am i i'm just trying to draw one drawing why is it 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 disappearing and playing yeah and like why can't i stop this from happening and like simple things like that was like a a huge like oh no like i gotta get i gotta get tutorials out quick um Mm -hmm. and i know it'll come over time and and continue to make that stuff but it was it's really hard because it's A world I don't I don't know anything about the app world. Um it's not like I'm I'm like going out and downloading all these apps. I I just wanted to make something. We want John and I want to make something for us. So we thought, oh, this'll be cool. Let's put it out. And um I think the thing is reaching out to other artists, trying to get them excited about it or or seeing if they would want to use it for one of their jobs and It's continuing just to make, make things for it and, um, telling people how to use it. And, uh, I think that's the key or the, what I'm, what I'm trying to focus on now is just to keep pushing, pushing it, make stuff for it. Social media is a huge thing. I can't figure out TikTok. I've, you know, I, I'm trying that, but it's like a, it's a tough, uh, platform, Right for uh, for, <laughs> for this but it yeah i'll keep
0: trying so what is what you know you mentioned a couple times your goal was originally just to make something for yourself but now that it's on the app store and you know like etc have you changed that goal like do you are you trying to get like i don't know a million downloads or you know make a yeah. make a profit or just like get on a couple of cool music videos or like you know what's how does that goal
1: change now that it's out in the public um it, that's a good question. Um, yeah, the, the goal is to keep making it to where it's providing unique and fun ways to make art and animation. Um, you know, we're working on, I'll give you an example, working on an update now that would we're, we're doing a video brush for it so you could paint with video. And that's, not a common thing you see in any app right and it's really cool how what do you mean paint paint with video painting with video yeah so you can you can fast forward or rewind as you're painting so you bring in oh podcast video and you wanted to paint um the you know paint it and as you're painting it's actually playing the video so it's a really cool feature and and could open up a lot of unique ways to make art with it. Um, so we're just tr- trying to figure out ways that are still um, pushing it and doing unique things with it. That, mm. things that ex- excite us versus just um, trying to, I mean, we're obviously trying to add the things that fans and people want through through just feedback. Um, some things aren't really possible um, because of the nature of the app. Like, for instance, um, we have an undo in the app, but if you think about it, undo is actually a really tricky thing because you're undoing it. You're you're undoing twelve states um, at once So because you're dr- drawing on all. Like, it's a really tricky thing, so it gets a little weird sometimes. Uh, the math of it all gets a little bizarre as you're doing that. So sometimes it would, it would undo or it might undo something you don't want because you're, you're, you're doing it 12 times. <laughs> so, yeah, so. certainly unique problems. And I'm, I'm guessing
0: space is always an issue too. Like my Photoshop is like, Oh, I want four gigs of cash just for this one, this one image of undoes and you're working in like a little app that's on your phone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it, it's that I don't, you know, um, the, the goal obviously is of course, yeah, we would love to sell like a million units or whatever, of course, but the reality <laughs> of that is like, um, so slim. I mean, it's like, right. I mean, there's, you're just in the sea, like a sea of apps that are out there. And, um, You know, if I can just get people excited about it and want to use it and post it, that's that's a goal. It's like, oh, awesome. Like somebody posted it and tagged us or whatever. And that to me is it's just enough. Honestly, it's like to get this far that we did. This is like the most exciting thing for me. Honestly, it's like probably the coolest thing I've ever done. Like and I didn't even code the thing. (laughs) <laughs> so like, it's just so cool, like to ha- to collaborate with somebody and, and build something that's really unique is so satisfying.
0: I mean, I love that. It sounds like you found a really cool passion project. I was wondering, you know, say you say tomorrow you're like, you know what? Uh, Px12 is it's reached its final update. It's complete uh it's it's a thing that exists forever as is would you make another app would you consider or like you know becoming some kind of app guy yeah <laughs> or is this um, kind of like a one turn project
1: yeah I, I absolutely i i remember um when john sent me that one of the first um versions of it uh, around the beginning I was already like, I've got our next app <laughs> idea, <Like, laughs> and he was like, "Okay, He's settle like, down, slow like, down, slow down, man." Like, for one day in, you know, he he, I, he knows how impatient I am, and it's, um, but yeah, definitely, I think about it a lot, and how fun it is to do stuff like this. I mean, obviously, wanted to to pay for itself, you know, where it's yeah. you know we're not spending. <laughs> Our own money to do that i mean obviously to get off the ground you have to but you know the goal would be like oh you know if we don't have to front all this stuff to do this then why not but um i think to the you know to try to get px12 in a place that we're both really happy and that you can't move forward with it much more because of its limitations um then i start thinking about like okay what's next i have some ideas that we've kind of loosely talked about like next versions or next things because you know we started a company together and like i um i I wouldn't want to um let this be the thing that just ends ends that you know yeah but yeah Um,
0: i mean that makes that makes a lot of sense and you know keep a good thing going and keep the ball rolling etc etc you've already got more ideas I'm wondering, you know, you have an illustrious career in actual animation versus this app. Have you brought any of things that you've learned from, you know, being an animation director, et cetera, into this app? Because to me, it seems like a very playful, uh, like rudimentary type of, uh, I'm not trying to say that's a bad thing, but like, you know, you're you're not doing, you know, performance animation or you've got like only 12 frames, et cetera. Have you brought anything into this from your professional experience or have you taken anything from this app into your professional experience?
1: Yes, um, I have. Um, so early on before the app stuff kind of started to come to light, I started dabbling in like video modular um, synthesizer stuff. and oh. uh, That was a huge um, inspirational moment. For me, I have a friend that told me about it, and then I just got obsessed with just buying the stuff, collecting the stuff. It's a very expensive hobby, but it was (laughs) one that allowed me to like think about things differently and get away from the computer and think about things more tactically and that were happening live. And I think that live aspect of it, like when you turn a knob on a video, like like the video synthesis, the basis of it's just waveforms, right? It's just scanning a television tube from left corner, to the right corner, right, left top, bottom, right. And it's just waveforms that are interlocking, intertwining, creating beautiful patterns, but, um, it was all analog and, um, the aspect of like turning a knob and seeing like a sine wave kind of shape itself, interact with another sine wave, creating a weird shape was fascinating to me and it was just, I had never seen anything like that, uh, you know, using all like Adobe software or computer software. It was just such a fun thing where I was like, God, I could really mess this up. And I love the way it looks now, but if I turn it off just a little bit, it's done forever. Like I'll never be able to replicate that because it was live. And I think that thought of that translated to PX12, because it was happening live. It was just like, how do you get your brain to think about creating fun animations that would normally be really hard or time consuming. Um, And that was what's really fun is that for the first like working iteration of PX-12 to this, I think for a solid year, every time I played with it, I was coming up with a new technique and that to me just Blew my mind because usually I'm, I'll find I I I usually work on work in apps and work I use them in ways that they weren't really meant to be used. I like but I like breaking apps basically. I like using things like he breaks other people's apps. He builds his own. (laughs) Yeah, I, I like using like I like pushing its limit or finding that one thing in an app that isn't really meant to do this, but it works for me and. And usually I'll hit a wall eventually and then I'll come back to it and be inspired and find another Avenue. Right. But with PX-12, it was a constant thing where I kept telling John, I was like, I'm finding this new thing. If I just, you know, play with this effect on and then I do something else and um, stopping the sequence and, and using the D pad and like all this stuff. And it was, a, it was really cool. So there was, longs man i really dragged that out sorry about that no i love i loved hearing
0: you talk about this it's very interesting because animation traditionally has been this like work for a year labor intensive thing and then come out with a two minute or whatever
1: episode
0: movie that lasts an hour but you're talking about a totally different type of animation which is like live tweaking performance art which is really cool and they're there are like, as you were talking, I was thinking of other examples of things that I've seen, like, you know, there's a couple of websites where you can just take a character who's already doing a walk cycle and you can change their weight, you can change the skip, yes. the step, the length. And it's like, yeah. really fun to play around with, but like, it has no essential utility in like, mainstream media. But I really like what you're, you know, how you're relating this to, to music specifically, where you which is a lot of where you came from as well, which makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it's, it's is- almost like how animation before sound had like the piano uh player beside the yeah. the screen
1: <laughs> but now yeah. it's the opposite <laughs> it is they they a lot of the a lot of the video heads want midi support hmm. i don't know if you're familiar with like midi technology but it's just no. <laughs> Like it's big in the it's big in the audio world where you're just sending a signal in and it's it's seeing that it's reading the off the signals so it's in sync right and maybe that's a poor example of MIDI but they wanted that capability in PX12 huh. which you know John and I we're not like I'm not a music tech music heavy person at all and um and John isn't either so it it becomes a challenge to figure out how to code something that we don't quite fully understand how it would work. But the weird part is, is that when you're timing thing, when you're drawing with music playing in PX-12, it's going to sync up. It's just happening so fast. Eventually it will fall in line and sync up. It doesn't need to be MIDI synced. To the exact visual because it's right. it's moving so much so fast, you know, you really notice it with like repetitive rhythms, whether it's electronic music, dance music, or whatever, you really notice it falling and sinking in time. So it could be a feature that we do, but it could also be a massive waste of our time. <laughs> like I don't know. I you know, I'm not really sure.
0: I mean, you're getting my, I, I, I like EDM festivals and usually the background of whatever DJ is playing is just, you know, uh, random objects that have been like made in blender or Maya or something like falling or like exploding or on loop. Um, but all of it was pre-rendered, obviously it's not created live, but you know, like just speaking in the pie in the sky, I guess is the expression, but like, imagine, what you're creating, but with something as complex as like Unreal Engine, where you're manipulating shapes and and objects and characters live to the music, like that sounds awesome to me. Like I would, I would get just as much enjoyment. Well, I, if I was at a music festival and I understood that what was on the screen was also being played by some random, not yeah. random person, but somebody live there too, who was like influencing what they're getting back from the music and the audience. That sounds awesome to me
1: yeah it's it's definitely a goal like it it's um one of those things where um i i'm i've never vj'd on my own like uh with gear without px12 done it in my confines in my house right but like never yeah. for like a performance but i can only imagine like how stressful that is when you're performing you, you know you have most of the time the artist is synced to the set list, right? They're just triggering moments or uh, to uh, to heighten this part of the song. Most of it's already pre-planned out. Um, but if it's not, it's super stressful, um because your your brain has to think really fast. Um And that's kind of the fun part about it, too. if you if you can kind of get past like mistakes happening. And just kind of along for the ride. It's really fun to like figure out um, ways to do it. And we have in the app, we have a toolbox folder that just saves your brushes. So you can already kind of think of it as like you're pre-programming something. So you can make a brush, save it, and then call them up immediately to to start um, drawing to, to whatever you're listening to.
0: Cool, cool. Well, next concert I go to, I better see you specifically uh, <laughs> on stage with your
1: your iPad and pen. <laughs> I'm going to the first the first gig I do. I'll make sure I photo it and send it to you. Oh, please. Oh, we my God. We did it. Please. I would <laughs> I love like, Terry. We did but it. <laughs> honestly, like
0: even, you know, I'm in Toronto. There's artists playing at small little like bars that have like 20 people in them. And they've yeah. got like a little screen and a little table set up at the back. There's tons of tons of people who are doing this already, just like randomly.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's a huge, huge thing. And to kind of go back to using PX12, the the original question was like taking have I taken PX12 out of the uh, the iPad to use to the work. And yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I try to actually think about uh jobs now like how can i use this um i could do this so much easier on px12 that i can outpour output to that to put into this job or whatever and i I do yeah we will continue to
0: (laughs) i mean yeah Yeah. i mean that makes total sense because there's so many times where you just need a random kind of looping crazy background for something and then like the anxiety of like i have to create this in after effects or something else and like yeah Versus just a tool that kind of does it. That's that was the immediate application that I saw when I when I saw. Oh, uh, you did. I haven't done it myself, but that was just the first thing that came to mind. I was like, next time I need some random crazy background, I'm just gonna go here and make it a bit with this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, you know, I I feel like we've chatted at length about PX12. Is there anything we didn't hit on that you you uh, wanted to share?
1: I don't think so. I I mean, I feel like I've been talking my head about it and hopefully hopefully i've covered it. i, I found it really interesting you know i'm, I'm oh, just picking cool. your brain and you're giving me that so
0: that's all that's that's what this is it's a podcast yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> where you you i ask questions and you answer them and awesome i like this going
1: i like this arrangement
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well is there you know maybe 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 we could start wrapping up if you feel like you've talked at length but is there anything else you know in your professional career or anything that you you think would be important to share i know that um you know you got your start kind of way back in the day with a, a random studio that took you in and now you've worked your way up to working at you're at warner brothers now
1: yeah warner brothers uh discovery yeah yeah um i you know i i wish i had like some like amazing like quote to end on but that would be different than any anybody else but i don't um well, how about
0: this what you know what what, at the end of the day, keeps you going on this path? Because you have a lot of interests. You have music, uh, which is a huge yeah. interest of yours. You started in graphic design, et cetera, et cetera. What keeps you specifically pursuing animation and working your way up there?
1: Okay, that's good. That's a good jumping off point. Um, staying Always staying curious and uh, – or being curious and being humble – uh, to any approach, um, that I take, I think the hunt for the next thing is what keeps me going. I, yeah. uh, I may have mentioned, I, I one of the downfalls is I get bored easily. And I don't think that's awake. a downfall. I'm the same. And it just leads me to really? do
0: more interesting things.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that, and it's like, yeah, if I didn't have that, I think I would just kind of tap out and be like, okay, I've hit yeah. the wall but staying staying curious is 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 huge for me every day can I ask you about the humble comment because like
0: I've heard a have heard a few people say stay humble but like what does that actually mean in practice like Adam here's this great new role, a big new project uh how do you approach it humbly when you know uh
1: Uh, I don't know you you, yeah all this experience etc what does that mean um, I think I kind of put it with like killing the ego, um, and allowing yourself to want to learn, um, you mm. know, you might be surrounded by people that are younger and should never feel like you're above anybody or smarter any, than anybody, because one of the coolest things that can happen is when the teacher becomes the student, I'm yeah. sorry, did I say that right. The teacher, yes. no, the student becomes the teacher. I said it backwards. Student becomes the teacher is one of the coolest things that can happen. And, and, and it it's humbling when that does happen, you know, it's, you, you start to realize you don't know it all. Yeah. And, um, it, it can, you know, I mean, any creative is, is like this, you know, we get, get in our, get in our head a lot, you know, and, um, just, just wanting to be, uh, don't want to learn all the time. Right. So instead
0: of saying, like, you know, I'm the director on this project, uh, I've got it all figured out, like you can give me feedback, but it's going to bounce off me coming to this and saying, like, you know, I'm the director on this project. I have some things figured out, but I'm open to hearing and learning from everybody else involved in this to, like, make the best thing, yeah. I guess. Yeah.
1: Allowing, your, allowing yourself to give up a lot, too, like, you know, mm-hmm. like not, not, not to take control over everything and allowing other people to give their input. And hearing that input you know i think that's you know just just being um a, a really good person a good creative to work with nice. is all part. it's all wrapped up in one you know like um hearing other people's thoughts and ideas
0: makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense
1: yeah
0: cool um how, how do you feel about that advice that you just said <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh i think it's okay yeah you think i think it's I'm okay to, you know yeah yeah i feel i feel good i feel Great. good about it right yeah I, um you know. did you have anything else <laughs> anything else you want to share no i really appreciate you again giving me the time to talk about um my app and myself and hopefully uh people will go out and try it and yeah. and and post it and and share it with the world
0: Yeah, well, I think it's really cool what you're doing. And I love that it's coming from a place of just curiosity and love for wanting to create something that you would use yourself. I think that's that's really awesome. And uh, I hope that people check out, at least watch a video of some of the things that uh, you can create because it's really, really fun. (laughs) Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, Adam, for coming on the chat. And if you're listening and you want to check out uh, Adam's work or uh, PX12, I'm going to include the website's uh the instagram and youtube tutorials as well um so please go check them out there in the description of the chat and that's all for now so thank you so much for listening okay bye <laughs> the music for this podcast was composed by willem mendo and the graphics by Han wang i encourage you to look them up if you've enjoyed their work